Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, if you want to know a lot about the foods we crave, just ask Uber Eats. They just released a report about Americans' cravings, and the most frequent instruction is no onion, followed by no tomato, extra sauce, and extra spicy. Hmm. And finally, in the world of food, people are shocked to find out the purpose of a nutcracker. (laughs) People are literally posting, I was today years old when I knew that a nutcracker was designed to crack nuts. No. After spending most of our lives thinking about ballet or cute Christmas decorations, people are truly blown away what nutcrackers are for. They're functional as well as uh, (laughs) cool looking. Yeah. But I would think like my my neighbor has, it's got to be 100 nutcrackers. I guarantee you she does not use them to crack nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, most of them. I wouldn't want people to. Most of them would break if you use them for that purpose. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Don't try that at home. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Kids, if you're listening, don't run out to mom's nutcracker. And <laughs> Her beautiful collection. Crack open, open a walnut or something. It ain't going to work. You feel like you're on the Christmas crazy train coming up. They figured out just how much time it takes to get ready for December 25th. Hey, do you feel like you're on the Christmas crazy train? I was staying, I stayed up late last night wrapping presents. Uh, they figured out just how much time it takes you to get ready for December 25th. The average person says it takes about 41 hours. Hmm. Uh, they broke it down a little bit more. Uh, three and a half hours just shopping for food. Close to seven hours in shops hunting for gifts. Close to three hours wrapping presents. I think it's way longer than that <laughs> after last night. And uh, I think shopping online takes forever, too. Huh. Now, what does put us in a more festive mood? The number one thing that came up on the survey is decorating the tree. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it basically takes a work week, 40 hours. 41 that's, hours, that's a yeah. Work week. Yeah. It takes a work week to get ready for one Whew, day. No wonder we're all so tired. <laughs> We're just talking about the Christmas crazy train, and I'm going to out myself in just a minute. It's just such a reminder of how important it is to uh, to check yourself a little bit this time of year. Okay. I did something last night I am not proud of, and uh, I'll, I'll see if you can relate to what I went through in just a minute. So do you do that thing where you get on the Christmas crazy train, and then you're annoyed at yourself because you're on it, and you realize... <laughs> No, this is not what I should be focused on right now. I should be focused on God becoming a man and Emmanuel, God with us, what he did for us by coming to earth. That's what I should be focused on. Instead, I'm wrapping gifts and worried that I haven't gotten that Christmas card in the mail yet. Instead, I'm screaming at the kids because I can't find the tape. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I kept losing the tape last night when I was wrapping gifts. Then I would lose the scissors. Then I would get like the tape all messed up and I have to throw that piece of tape away and start over. And I was just really feeling the Christmas crazy train yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had been up all day. We had our Christmas potluck at work. I didn't get home to like, it was one of those things where I thought I was almost home. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, no, I have to get gas. I need gas for the crazy train tomorrow. I can't just skip that. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I had to go back to the computer and I was trying to get something done for work. And I finally was at that moment where you're like, all right, I, I'm just, that's it. I'm just going to bed. And I brushed my teeth. Wash my face, moisturize, all that annoying stuff. And I'm coming out of the bathroom and my husband hid in the dark bedroom around the corner and scared the living daylights out of me. And he thought it was the funniest thing in the whole world. And I was not. I was I just went, 
Why? Why did you have to do that to me right before I'm going to bed and get all that cortisol th- flowing through my body? Hmm. Just like I was not a pretty person <laughs> at all. Every husband's Poor been there. Glenn. Yeah, he just kept laughing. No, he just honey, it was funny. And then he gave me a ah. hug and told me to sleep well. <laughs> but it just was such a reminder that I've just I've got to check myself. I want to be filled with the love that he showed us this time of year. I don't want to be like that. Mm. And so, um, if that's you, I hope you can empathize with what I went through last night. I definitely owe my husband an apology. Hey, do your kids beg you to play with your phone when they're bored? Maybe you're like so many parents always having to change your passcode because your kids get in there. Well, you may want to keep saying no when they ask to play with your phone. They say using smartphones and other digital devices to pacify young kids can backfire and end up stifling their emotional development, according to some new Mm. research. In other words, handing a moody preschooler a screen may seem to offer a quick fix, Yet, it could also lead to more severe challenging behavior further down the line. Hmm. Kind of maybe like giving them a sugar pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Keep them quiet in the short term, mm-hmm. but setting yourself up for some long-term problems. Hey, do you have Christmas movies you love to watch every year oh, over sure. and over and over again? How about you, Kev? What's your Absolutely. favorite? Oh, Elf. Love yeah, Elf. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I love Christmas with the Cranks. Not a lot of people have heard of it, but once they watch it, they're like, oh, yeah, that is so funny. We were thumbing through the Christmas movies the other day on our streaming service. That came up. We watched the trailer, and Tracy was like, I think we just saw all the funny parts. Mm, <laughs> I went, love it. Went, and we watched uh, uh, Christmas Vacation instead. Oh, interesting. And yeah. I, I laugh so hard at that every time because every guy that watches that, their inner Clark Griswold comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and the, her excitement over her daughter coming home will remind you so much of your wife, Tracy, with her four kids. They ask people about um, their favorite Christmas movie that they watch over and over. And the most rewatched Christmas films of the year are Home Alone and The Snowman. Never heard of that one. The top 40 list also included Elf, The Polar Express, reasons for rewatching those films, uh, simply enjoying it, feeling nostalgic, and it's part of a tradition that your family has. Okay, what Christmas movie do people love that you're just like, meh? You don't get it. Oh, yeah, we all have one, right? We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Christmas movie everyone goes nuts about, and you're just like, okay. (laughs) Is that it? So we're talking about Christmas movies that everyone else loves, and you just, you've tried, but you just don't get it. You're like, I don't understand why everyone loves this movie. Give us a call. So we're talking about those iconic Christmas movies that people just love, and you're like, I don't get it. How about you, Diane? Uh, the Christmas story, everybody loves that, and I just don't really see the, the attraction to it. You don't get it. <laughs> like, what? It is, it is kind of miserable <laughs> like, all along, right? It, it, it really is, yes. You know which one I don't get, you guys, Diane and Kev, is... um. I finally watched or tried to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, right. Uh, That is not my thing. I mean, I know people can buy, they'll buy like Jack Skellington, like Christmas decor. They love it, but it's just not my thing. Well, that's a very trendy thing of flipping time-honored traditions upside down and, and embracing something else. It's very cool. It's very hip. Very, very Gen Z. <laughs> well, right. thanks for calling. We'll add that one to the list. You, you just don't get it. Something arrived for us yesterday that I didn't think even existed anymore i thought this was a thing of the past done and over but yep we got it i'll I'll tell you what it is next see if you haven't got one of these too 
So we got something the other day, Taylor, that uh, I thought this had all but disappeared and no longer existed. We got the year wrap-up letter in the mail from somebody with their Christmas card. Oh, wow. You haven't gotten a Christmas letter yet this season? Yeah. It was from my friend Todd, who's a a, um, missionary in Spain. And uh, yeah, he he has an outreach to professional cycling. So he travels all over Europe, reaching out to professional. If you watch Tour de France, Todd is there ministering to those athletes. But anyhow, yeah, he sent their year in review because they had a big year. They moved to Spain, him and his wife and all four of their kids moved to Spain, getting the kids in schools and navigating wow. life there and the whole the whole night. It was How really cool. Exciting. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah. life. That sounds awesome. But I, I'm wondering, did anybody else get one? And if you didn't, would you like to get one? Because it does seem hmm. like it does seem most of what was in the letter. I had already seen him post on social yeah, media. Or his we his <laughs> monthly email or bi monthly email I'd, he sends. He'd, I'd seen it on I'd seen it on social media, and that's probably what happens with a lot of you guys. Yeah. You, you see all this stuff, too. So I'm just wondering, did you or would mm. you like to get those year wrap-up letters we all used to get? Hey, Rebecca, so have you gotten any of those year-end Christmas letters from people that tell you about what they got into all year? I usually get one every year mm-hmm. from my college roommate. Well, this year, I guess because of the prices of everything, instead, she sent it out via text. Hmm. Oh, wow. With a picture. (laughs) Interesting. So big, giant, long text on how everyone's doing. That just doesn't feel the same, does it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Can imagine, like, getting a text is not not the same. Did you, you guys ever send one out? Uh, My mom and dad always did. And Mm -hmm. when us five girls would always be like... Wait, don't say that about me. Can I edit that? Like, don't tell everyone about that, you know, and it would we would just get horrified. Uh, my my uncle Tom, I think he still does one. Mm-hmm. And it's he lived in this house that had a view of the Jupiter Lighthouse and he called it the Beacon News because they named their nickname their house Beacon's Reach. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, I don't but I have not seen one yet this year from him, so I don't know. I have received zero Christmas newsletters so far this year. Is it too soon to talk about New Year's resolutions? Half of Americans want to pursue a professional resolution in 2023, according to this brand new Hmm. survey. One out of every four people say they are unhappy with their professional life. Really? So they're looking to find a new job, go for a promotion, or go back to school. And one of the things people are most unhappy about is our lack of work-life balance. Really? But everybody's working from home now. What, what, what more do they want? Not everybody. A lot of people have had to go back. Yeah, that's true. And then when you work from home, you feel like you can never shut down. I it's... couldn't do it. I could not take work home with me. That, that, that'd be terrible. There's no way. And I wouldn't get anything done. Tracy would, wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. Work certainly wouldn't be happy. Everybody would be mad at me. Was, no, I couldn't work from home. I need, to, I need a place to go to make everybody miserable. <laughs> What's the best treasure you've ever found at a thrift store? Coming up, check out this one. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. What's the best treasure you've ever found at a thrift store? Beth lives in Canada and her friend saw a fur coat at a thrift store and thought... I'm going to get this for her. I know she loves vintage clothes. I'll give it to her as a gift. Well, Beth got the coat, was saving it for winter. And when she put it on, she said she felt like immediately, I bet you this belonged to my grandma. It fit like a glove. Her grandma has a long torso and long arms, and it fit perfectly. Her grandma had passed away in 2005. 
Sure enough, she flips the coat open, looks inside the lapel. Right there, her grandma's initials. No joke, really? Someone got her grandma's coat from a thrift store and gave it back to her, not knowing. Wow. What are the chances? That is so special. That is. What a Godwink story. That is really cool. Love that. So how about that lady? Someone gifted her her grandma's coat, found it at a thrift store. I thought it'd be fun to talk about what's the coolest thing you've ever found while thrifting. Okay. Give us a call. So I got to apologize. I'm a little off my game, but we're having a great time. So it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Did you not get enough sleep last night? No, I got a great night's sleep. I'm just, I'm highly distracted or something. But, but we're having a lot of fun, so it doesn't matter, right? That's right. A, sometimes I'll tell jokes and my wife, I'll, I'll be the only one to laugh. And my wife will go, are you, do you tell those just for your own enjoyment? I said, I do everything just to entertain myself. <laughs> and I hope other people come along too. <laughs> so we were talking earlier about this lady that, um, a friend Oh, that's went right. Thrifting. That's what we were doing? Yes. See, I'm telling you, the wheels are off the car. A friend went thrifting right. and got this lady a coat, coat, and turns out it belonged to her late grandmother right. in the monogram. What inside. are the chances? So we thought it'd be fun to talk about what is the best thing you found at a thrift store. Did you ever I've got find anything? Two people. I'm I'm not a thrifter, sadly. I'm just way too lazy. I'm and, surprised and because you aren't you aren't cheap, but you are frugal. You're I'm very, very frugal. You're very aware of how you spend your money, so I'm surprised yeah, you're not a thrifter. That's because I am my mother's daughter, and she drains mm. the ketchup bottle over up puts it upside down so that every drop comes out so here's the two thrifting stories i have really great thrifters in my family my sister-in-law gives us christmas presents every year from the thrift store and we love it because she's a single mom and we love knowing she's not breaking her budget Mm -hmm. and she found these beautiful glasses for us as in drinking glasses okay and those are what we use every day Every time we have company, every day we get a drink of water. Those are the glasses, no the ones from the thrift store. And then my niece, Laura, she is all into fashion. She follows all the fashion people on Instagram. Okay. She found the most beautiful prom dress at a thrift store, 13 bucks. No and kidding. she looked stunning. Nice. It was gorgeous. Nice. She's wow. really talented. That was a good like thrift that. store. Yeah. Do you have a good find, a treasure you found at a thrift store? Samantha, what is your best thrift store find? Well, we found a pocket watch, a solid gold pocket watch that was over 100 years old. It was this beautiful, ornate watch. And the value of the gold alone was $2,500. Wow. But it was so beautiful. And we would love to find, you know, the family that it belonged to because I actually run four thrift stores. I, I run an animal shelter and oh, the thrift yes. store. Yeah, it started as a yard sale in my yard and turned into these uh, wonderful thrift stores. And we're amazed every single day at what people bring into the store and the treasures that they donate. Um, and it's just a great, you know, full circle the uh, thing that happens at our thrift stores. Okay, so real quick, it, back to the gold watch. Um, yeah. You're trying to find the people it belongs to. It's it's a watch, and it's gold, right? Yes. Yeah, that's mine. It's totally mine. <laughs> totally yours. <laughs> it could be yours, Kevin, $2,500. What do you think? <laughs> Go, Samantha. It's no doubt, it's no secret that kids will test your patience and stress you out and maybe even as a couple you might tend to take a little bit of that stress out on each other Hmm. and i don't know about you but um getting on an airplane is such a fascinating example of humanity and people watching (laughs) and i I flew in an airplane the other day and this very stressed out harried couple 
you could tell they had just barely made it to get to the gate. Got on the plane, and mom is carrying a little boy, a little baby boy, mm-hmm. a little toddler. And um, their names were obvious because they were saying each other's names, Jan and Jack. And they're getting on the plane, and the mom is like, Jack, Jack, did you get the iPad? Did you remember the iPad? And he's like, I got it. I got, I got the iPad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's trying to... Well, and then Jan goes, Jack, Jack, somebody's sitting in our seats. And he's like, we're in, we're in 22 E, F, and E, A, B, and C, or whatever it is. And, and, she, and he, looks, he looks at the little boy and he goes, mommy needs to work on her numbers, too. <laughs> Wow. I was like, oh no. Long flight for this you, isn't Dad. good. This isn't good. <laughs> and it got worse from there. They finally get in their seats, and Jan is luring the little toddler to be good and to, you know, just settle down because good things are going to happen. We're going to watch Daniel the Tiger. Daniel the Tiger on the iPad. We're going to watch Daniel the Tiger. It's gonna, Do you want to watch Daniel the Tiger? And the little boy's like, yes, mommy. And then he's all excited. And then Jack goes, we don't have Daniel the Tiger. <laughs> and the little boy went, <laughs> Everyone on the plane went, No! <laughs> somebody felt, find Daniel the Tiger for this game. Or we're all so going to be miserable. Badly for that couple. It was just like, ho, ho, ho. We're going to see Grandma if it kills us. Coming up, can you imagine discovering a long-lost relative? Can you imagine discovering a long lost relative? Uh, you know, like our producer Griffin did a DNA test, found an aunt that they didn't know about. And right. now he and his mom, like she and his mom are really good friends. Uh, my mom got a call from her biological mom when I was in high school. Uh, but this, this is super crazy. This guy named Melvin Gray. He's from Kansas City, Kansas. Just discovered his biological brother and a granddaughter he never knew existed through one simple DNA test. And get this. His brother, less than a mile down the street. What? He's no been kidding. in a shop where his brother's wife works and chatted with her. Wow. And it's like a walk. It's just a walk away. There was his brother. And now he's got this blossoming relationship with his brother and his granddaughter. His, um, his daughter that he plays for adoption when she was little uh, passed away. Mm. But the granddaughter is still living. That's something that I've always wondered about. Like one of my favorite Christmas movies is Elf. And in the storyline in Elf, the guy reveals to his wife, hey, I have an adult son I had no idea about. And she handles it so well. Yeah. She's like, it'll be a little complicated, but we can handle this. This is great. And my wife will hit pause and go, ain't no way. (laughs) (laughs) I would have so many questions. (laughs) That's funny. I know so many people that discover long lost relatives. It is wild. Like. I know someone, there's, there were three boys all growing up, uh-huh. and through a DNA test, they found another brother. Wow. And their dad was in heaven mm. when this happened, and they just kept staring at this fourth brother because he looked exactly like wow. their dad. I think it'd be cool. I think it would be cool. And I have two uh, stepbrothers and a stepsister, um, and I loved getting to know, and I didn't know about the stepbrother and stepsister until I was about eight years old. Mm. And wow. I, I, I was like, What? What? There's more of us? This is great. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> I don't, they were teenagers. Don't know that they felt the same way Probably about not. me. But my talkative eight year old Kevin. Janine, <laughs> my stepsister Janine and I, God rest her soul, she lost her a couple of years ago. She and I got really, that's really awesome. tight. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was wonderful. 
Okay, so there's a little bit of family drama going on right now. I'm getting some texts okay. from my sister-in-law. Um, we're headed to see my parents, my in-laws, for Christmas. We're celebrating a little early because my husband has his company Christmas party. And my my sister-in-law's not getting the hint on something. And my husband <laughs> says I need to be more blunt. So I'll tell okay. you what's going on. See what you think I should do in just a minute. Okay, there's a little bit of family going, uh, drama going on right now. I'm getting texts from my sister-in-law. And here's the background. We're going to where she lives for a visit for the weekend. Every time I go visit, they love these oatmeal pancakes that I make. And so I make up the batter and I put it in a cooler. Mm -hmm. It's like a three and a half hour drive and I bring it with me. And then I make pancakes every morning for everyone. Well, for some strange reason this time... She insists on making the pancake batter. (laughs) And I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, wait, but I know this certain Greek yogurt that works the best. It's golden flax meal that works better than the dark flax meal. Like there's all these different things that will make it taste different. Let's cut to the chase. This is my thing. It's not your thing. And so I, I call my husband and he's like, babe, you can't beat around the bush with my sister. She's very stubborn. This is his older, way older you sister. You draw the line. He said, you have to call her and just say, I prefer to make the pancake batter. And that's not how I roll. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Don't sweeten it up with any, oh, that's so sweet. You want to help? And I totally get you it. You should see the number of texts going blah, blah, back blah, blah, and forth no. already. And she's like, I'm going to, I will make it. And I'm like, so I just think I should right. let it go at this point. No, no, no. Back off. The pancakes are mine. <laughs> love you. <laughs> uh, don't you love family drama heart, over smiley the dumbest face, things? Heart smiley face. Back <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> kiss, kiss emoji. If you have been called to something, and they say what is it? God, God calls the willing, not the qualified, right? You get called to something, you're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Why am I even trying this? I've, I've got a story I want to share with you real quick that uh, I think might encourage you. I just finished a book. uh, It's called Michelangelo and the Pope's Ceiling. And it's the history of the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling being painted, which is recognized globally as one of the greatest works of art of all time. And Mm -hmm. if you've ever been fortunate enough to stand in that room and see it, pictures Mm -hmm. do it no justice. When you stand underneath, you're just like, wow. Mm -hmm. That's all you can say is wow. Um, It's just beautiful. And it took years and years and years to complete Michelangelo working with some assistants, but mostly it was, it was him on the scaffolding, painting the ceiling for years. He didn't want to do it. He was a, he said, I am a sculptor. I am not a painter. Oh, wow. He had very, <laughs> very limited uh, time spent painting frescoes, painting on walls and on, uh, or on the ceilings. Mm. Um, so he did, and he, he did everything he could to get out of it. Almost like uh, Jonah. He was like, I'm not your guy. I'm a sculptor. He had, and th- this pope had already hired him to do this massive sculpture. And the pope's like, I-, "I don't want you to do that. I want you to do this." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. You, you told me I could do that." <laughs> and he mm-hmm. argued with him for the longest time. And then we finally did it. The, the, as the story goes, he was very grumpy and miserable while he was doing it, grumbling Ooh. the whole time. Um, got better as he went along. Uh, got faster as he went along and embraced it more and more as he went along. But if you've been called to something and you're just like, I don't kids ministry. I don't know. I'm single. I don't know anything about kids or maybe elderly. And you're like, I don't, what am I going to talk to old people about or whatever it is that you've been pulled out of your comfort zone. One of the greatest artworks and one of the greatest testimonies to our faith of all time was created by a guy that didn't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
What a story. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. Just, that's just the cliff notes. There was all yeah. kinds of political intrigue and financial intrigue and all mm-hmm. kinds of people trying to steal the job from him. He was halfway done. Another artist went to the Pope behind his back and said, let me finish it. Let me, let me, let me do the next half of it. So yet he persisted and got it done. So if you've been called to something that you're like, why, Lord? Just remember that. And maybe you can move forward you know, just one step at a time. 